today we will be speaking on the anointing. You know, it took the pains of childbirth for a child to be born into this world. And it took Jesus to die on the cross to break the power of sin and death for us to be reborn into everlasting life. You have no choice to be born in the physical. But we do have choice to be born spiritually into eternal life. As you need lungs in order to breathe in the physical, we also need the Holy Spirit to breathe in the spiritual and this breathing brings life into your body. Without breathing, you die. And the Holy Spirit brings eternal life into our spirits. And without the Holy Spirit, we are spiritually dead. For the moment a child breathes, he will grow up into the natural realm of this world. And the moment a person is born of the Holy Spirit, receive Jesus into his life as Lord and Savior, he can grow up into Christ who is the head, into the spiritual realm of the universe. Now, as any person has within him natural gifts to develop, to use in life, so too we are given supernatural gifts to grow into and use in the spiritual realm. In the natural realm, one needs much training to develop our gifts that may become our life's work. So too, in the supernatural, one needs time in the presence of God daily to develop our spiritual gifts. When one does this, we receive the anointing from God for the specific task that he has prepared each one of us for. And to find this anointing and calling from God is the essence of life and brings to us our complete fulfillment as we have found the very thing that God has created us to become. Now, we can go a little deeper and see what the scripture says. Genesis 3.16 After Adam and Eve had sinned, God said to the woman, He said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you shall bring forth children. Now it's amazing that the same chapter and verse appears in John, the, the book of John, John 3, 16, to show the pain and suffering that Jesus went through on the cross to enable us to be born into eternal life. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So John 3.16 shows us Adam and Eve's choice in choosing good and evil that brings pain into the world when he gave the perfect world over to the devil in exchange for the knowledge of good and evil. And then John 3.16 shows us Jesus enduring pain on the cross to deliver us from this dominion of evil. In the dictionary, pain means bodily or mental suffering. And suffer means to be subjected to pain by choice or for a reason. And this is how Jesus suffered on the cross for us. Hebrews 2 verse 9 says, But we see him for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. So what does this mean to us? 1 Peter 2 verse 21 For this reason you have been called because Christ also suffered for you leaving an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. We are called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. 1 Peter 4, 1 to 2. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For, uh, for whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human pass passions, but for the will of God. We are called to think like Jesus, to die of our human passions. 1 Peter 2 verse 24, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. We are called to die to sin totally and completely. To die of the old man, to die of the desires of the flesh, to die of our wants in the world, in spirit, soul and body, and to take up our cross and follow him. As it says in Matthew 10, 38 to 39, And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Mark 8, 34 to 36 says, And he called to him, the crowd of his disciples, and said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. 
but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Mark goes further than Matthew by showing that the spiritual realm and living for the spiritual realm is far more important than living for the physical earthly realm. And what we do for Jesus and what we do for the sake of the gospel is what is really important. Luke 14, 26 to 27 says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. For Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. These are hard words. But we have to put Christ first and follow him wholeheartedly. If we are endure for him, the task is given to us. It's one thing to start right, but we also have to end the course he set before us in him, having completed it the way God Christ wants us to. John 19 verse 17 says, And he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Jesus went all the way for us. Should we then not be prepared to go all the way for him? For the rest of our lives? You know, if Jesus only went halfway for us, there would be no salvation for us. But the result is, Jesus went all the way to the cross. And the result is, is that Jesus rose from the dead. And this result is for us as well. Because Romans 6, 11 to 18 says this. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives in God. So that you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. When we have taken that step to die to self, die to the world, die to everything we hold dear, and take up our cross and follow Christ, something glorious happens. By putting God first, we no longer limit God. The Lord cannot work through the flesh that wants to do his own thing, can he? No, he cannot work through people that put others' things before him, can he? No, he cannot work through a sinful nature that 
blocks his power? He cannot. All these things limit him. God can only work through a person who has died of these things and is totally surrendered to him in complete utter obedience. This person will not limit God, but will be an open channel for God to flow through in power. And that is how I choose to live. How about you? This is a person on whom the anointing of God will dwell. A person came to me and he said, If salvation is a free gift and the gift of righteousness is a free gift, then how come we've still got to do something ourselves? I said, I'll ask God about this one and I will give you the answer. And the Lord did give me the answer. And I said to him, if you were given a Learjet, would it be any use to you unless you learn to fly it? You need not only an instruction manual, but a, a flying instructor to teach you how to fly that plane. Well, our Bible is our instruction manual for life. And then you have to believe that that flight plane can actually take off and fly in the air. We need two to have the same faith in Jesus. And then you have to put fuel in a tank in order for that Learjet to take off and fly in the air. Well, we need to put fuel in our tank too. And that fuel is prayer. So yes, we are given a free gift of salvation, the free gift of righteousness, but we have to pursue it then both every day of our lives and learn to live in the victory that they offer, that we will fly like the Learjet in total and complete freedom in Jesus, knowing that he will do it learn to fly with Jesus he is Lord and what will the results be we can become an instrument of God to the nations let's see what God says to Cyrus in Isaiah 4 45 verses 1 and 2 that says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus whose right hand I have grasped so to subdue nations before him and to loose the belts of kings, to open doors before him that gates may not be closed. I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces of doors of bronze and cut through bars of iron. That is how the Lord breaks off the satanic, breaks off the demonic. When we receive the anointing of God and obey him, God can do anything he wants through us. We will suddenly see the, the success. We will see success in everything he tells us to do. He does more. 
than we can ever think or imagine. I can testify to that. You know, I've been a children's riding teacher for 35 years, and I happen to be a girl. But when I died to self, to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, then doors just began to open everywhere. Writing to books, writing books, going on TV, going to preach. Who would ever think of a reaching thousands of people through bicycles? But the Lord said, I'll show you how. And today we've got hundreds of evangelists going out on bicycles already. 147 churches planted this year. Then he says, I've got to open up a Bible school. I would never have ever thought of even opening up one Bible school. The Lord's opened up 47 Bible schools so far this year since February. And we are only in October now. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. He does far more than you can ever think or imagine when we yield totally and completely to his way and do things his way and listen to him and do the things he tells us to do, then he does it. Not me. He does it. Not you. He does it. Jesus himself moves out with us. John 2, 27 says, But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you, but his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie. Just it is, it has taught you, abide in him. The anointing teaches us what to say. I've been to Bible college. I've received much good teaching, but compared to what I have received from God in prayer is another dimension, a dimension that brings results far beyond my own ability. When whole churches respond to a message, I have seen whole villages in Africa, entire villages, give their lives to Jesus. In one day in the northern Ghana, we went to one church the first one had a church. They had had no missionary for 40 years. They had all become Muslims. I gave them the gospel. All 300 people received Jesus. I have the joy of reopening their church. The second village that day was a small village of 49. All 49 gave their lives to Jesus. We have planted a church there. The third village had 600. So many people came. We had to move outside the building and go under the mango trees. And all 600 people received Jesus into their lives as Lord and Savior. There is a church planted there today. This is the way Jesus works. And these villages are now going out and reaching it to all the other villages around them. And churches are starting to be opened. All with a bicycle. Who would have thought it? Only God could think of things like that. John 20 verse 20 but you have been anointed by the holy one and you all have knowledge when the lord teaches us he also gives us understanding 
He opens our minds to knowledge. He enables us to communicate his truths in an easy way for the people we preach to that they can understand it easily. And we do not get any teaching secondhand, for we come to Christ and the Lord alone, God alone, teaches us what to say and what to speak. Psalm 105 verse 15. Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. The Lord also protects us from the enemy. And 2 Corinthians 5, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22 says, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. We can now step out in faith, trusting fully in Christ alone. Matthew eleven thirty, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This comes into effect as we totally trust him and his ability. His abiding peace comes within us. For then God gets his work done without much effort of ourselves. We simply obey what God tells us to do and simply leave the rest to him. He does what we cannot do. He moves in power and authority. He moves in the supernatural. He causes people to get healed and miracles to simply happen. Suddenly we are moving in this new dimension in him. This higher realm, trusting in him alone. Do you want this? Do you want to move in this realm? Are you prepared to die of self in order that God can use you? Let's pray. Dear Lord, I come to you. Search my heart. Forgive me where I have gone wrong. Highlight in me the areas where I must die to self. I choose to die of self, that you may live in me and anoint me to do your work here on earth. I yield myself to you right now. Thank you, Jesus.